Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, my money-saving comrades. My name's Graham Clark, and I'm excited to be with you again this week on the Money Stepper Savings Challenge podcast. This is a podcast made by the Money Stepper Savings community for the Money Stepper Savings community. It's designed to help us all achieve the goals that we've set for the 2015 Savings Challenge and make that journey to financial freedom much more friendly and enjoyable. Are you ready? Let's get going. Hi guys, welcome back. It's good to have you here again. This week you don't just have to put up with my voice, you'd be pleased to hear. We've got two guests on the show this week. We've got uh, Ryan from the Debt Free Hustle and we've got Robbie from Mr Captain Cash. Now they're both joining us to chat about why they're getting involved in the challenge and tell you a bit about themselves and and the challenge they're facing. They're both kind of the, uh, should we say, the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Ryan's currently paying off some debt. He's deep in his journey to becoming debt-free. Robbie, on the other hand, is a little bit further down the line and he is concentrating at the minute on uh, his investment portfolio. He's now paid down his mortgage, so he's got he's aiming for a very high savings rate. The idea of getting uh, two guests in two very different positions uh, in their financial journey onto this onto this first episode is to show the whole community that this challenge is going to work for people no matter where they are in their their own personal finance journey. So without any further ado, let me welcome our two inaugural guests on the Money Stepper Savings Challenge podcast. Uh, today we've got Robbie from Mr. Captain Cash who's joining us along with Ryan from debtfreehustle.com. So welcome guys. Hello, thank you. Good to be here. Thank you both for joining us, uh, and more so, thanks both for signing up to the Money Stepper Savings Challenge as a whole. It's great to have more people in the community, so um, I hope that the community as a whole can help you work towards your goals, and equally you can help other people via via your appearance on podcasts like this and, and generally in the forums and Facebook groups and everything we use. So thanks again. So to get things uh, started. Let's find out a little bit about you both. So if you could just let me know who you are, where you're from, and tell me a little bit about your site and maybe um, some origins of why you started the site in the first place. Um, Ryan, I'll head over to you first. Okay. Um, 
So uh, again, my name is Ryan. I, I'm from uh, San Antonio, Texas, and um, I, I run the site DebtFreeHustle.com. Um, kind of, you know, background into why I started it. Um, I, I run several other, several other blogs as well. So um, I really like blogging. I really like writing. Um, over the last couple months, my wife and I have kind of, I guess it's just an epiphany that it's time to, you know, uh, get uh, become debt free. We, we we are in quite a bit of debt, so um, I'm going to use the blog as kind of motivation, kind of, uh, you know, kind of hold myself accountable. So yeah. um, that's that's really why I started the site and kind of just a real quick background on um, why why I did start the site. I think that's a it's an instigator for a lot of people having that having that accountability and giving yourself an audience which you know you have to answer to if you're uh, on your journey along the way. I think you see that a lot with a lot of the the debt free journeys. Uh, how long ago did you start um, debt free hustle, Ryan? So um, I launched it back in beginning of December. So um, I guess we're about six weeks in now. Okay. Um, how, how are you finding the, the blogging life so far? I, I like it. Yeah. I mean. I have several other blogs that I've been blogging on for about three or four or five years now, so okay, pretty familiar with it. Um, I'm, you know, I, I have another full-time job as well, so it's kind of a kind of a side thing for me. I've um, been working on getting, you know, um, some articles written so I can start, you know, getting things posted on there, getting Twitter set up, getting. Um, I'll, I'm going to eventually get a Facebook set up. I'll get my Google Plus set up. So all the things that are involved with blogging to build a community around it and interact with folks like you. So um, great. Okay. Well, that's that's like kind of what I've been yourself busy with uh, several yeah. blogs on the go at the same time. Yeah. Um, and Robbie, how about you and Mr. Captain cash? Like you mentioned, my name is Robbie. I go by Mr. Captain cash on my site, Mr. Captain cash.com from uh, Northern Alberta, Canada. I started Mr. Captain cash in December because I found that lots of the sites I was reading about personal finance are actually written by people who already achieve personal finance. And it was more, I guess they were telling you if you did this, this, and this, you could also achieve it. There wasn't very many that actually showed kind of the success and failures along the way to achieving financial independence. That was one of the reasons. And also amongst, I guess, my friends and family, there wasn't, there isn't very many of us trying to achieve financial independence such a young age, so right. I wanted to surround myself with like-minded kind of individuals to learn from them and increase the chances of achieving financial independence. Can I be rude then, enough to ask you how old you are, Robbie? I'm 24. Okay, right. So yeah, great. You're getting you're tackling this certainly at a, a very young age. That's excellent. Um, yeah. And how long so, have you yeah. been, how long have you been running, Mr. Captain Cash? Started in. Early December, December sixth, I believe, was the first post. Okay, great. So you're um, both fairly, fairly early on on your journeys, and I'm sure both sites will be will be growing quite rapidly soon. So that's good to see. Um, excellent. So thinking about the challenge and, and and the money stepper savings challenge, why why did you join? What was uh, what was the reason that you you first you first uh, decided to to take the dive and, and sign up for the challenge. Um, Robbie, we'll carry on with you. I found definitely increases accountability once you put your goals out there, like your savings rate and the net worth increase, and other people can see it. That was definitely one of the reasons, and I guess pretty competitive by nature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think maybe yeah. that's 
I'm exactly the same. I'm, uh, if you ask any of my friends or, or family, they'll say I'm almost dangerously competitive. So I think that was probably uh, one of the instigators for me starting the challenge and for trying to increase my level of accountability my end. So I'm not surprised to hear that, uh, that other people are, have signed up for the same reason. And Ryan, yourself? You know, I, I just kind of kind of go with go along with you two. I mean, it's uh, it was the accountability, kind of the same reason why I started the blog in the first place, to put it out there, just hold myself accountable and watch, hopefully watch it grow. So um, watch my net worth grow and watch my savings grow. So that was really, um, uh, I saw it, uh, I saw it posted um, on another site. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to join this. I'm going to submit my goals. I'm going to set something in stone. And uh, it's going to be out there, and if I fail, then it's on, it's my fault. I don't want to look stupid in front of hundreds of other people. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like uh, the people in the community, and I found it in the in the past few years with, and you'll find this on your own blogs yourself. Just the fact that anybody could look, and anyone you have that accountability to essentially to to the whole world, um, and it gives you the kick up the backside you need sometimes. <laughs> sure, um, and. So Ryan, you said you mentioned uh, your your wife and you at the minute are, ch- uh, are tackling your debts. You've got some debt to pay off, um, and you and your goals there. Do you mind sharing with the community what your what your goals are? Sure. So um, my my main two goals for uh, 2015 are to I want to get my net worth to uh, a positive number. It's currently at approximately negative thirty thousand dollars. Okay. Um, 30,906 30, to be exact. So, uh, <laughs> Counting every penny there. <laughs> every penny. Quite right. So I figure, I figure if I can pay off around $25,000 in debt and on top of that save about $10,000, which I think, you know, crunching some numbers is, is fairly reasonable for my wife and I, um, I'll be able to get to that positive number and then hit my goal of uh, saving $10,000 um, in, in 2015. So those are those are my two main goals with uh, with uh, with the challenge, and then just you know personal goals goals as well. Okay, and for the for those for the savings, the split there between between what you're looking to save and, and pay down debt, are those savings you're you're in a retirement account, or are they kind of the emergency fund you're trying to build up after you've paid down your debts? So um, it'll be a combination of all um, of all those. I uh, have a 401k through my work, so um, a portion of it will go into that. Um, right. And then I will save an emergency fund um, of I want to say maybe one or two thousand dollars. And then um, I'll also uh, have just some various. Uh, I have some various. I have an IRA. My wife has an IRA, so. Um, between those two, I'll put the uh, the remaining uh, into those two account into those two IRAs. So, really, a cash savings account, two IRAs, and then my four hundred one k through my work. Okay, that's very aspirational goals. It's good to see. I think that if you can hit that moment before the end of two thousand and fifteen, where that number ticks out, that net worth number ticks over to positive, there'll, there'll be some celebrations next Christmas, mm-hmm. I imagine. Absolutely. Um and. Is this a is this a fairly new thing for you? So you said you started your blog in December and with the idea of of tackling this is this debt. Is this um is this quite a jump from 2014 or is it something you've been working on in the past couple of years as well? 
So um, the savings will not be too much of a jump, but the $10,000 will be about, will be $2,000 more than last year. So last year I was able to save about $8,000. That was, that was strictly into 401k and IRAs. Mm -hmm. So um, I was not able to, well, I didn't, I I was, I I didn't build up an emergency fund. So it was basically two, three retirement accounts. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think I can add an additional $2,000 um, to get hit my $10,000. Uh, that in itself is quite a jump if you think we go from an extra 2000 and on 8000 a 25% increase in your savings is is quite yeah. a jump. And then for the debt side of it, that's... Uh, so uh, the debt side, I, I, I'm pretty confident in... Uh, we've, we've made some significant expense cuts in our budget, so um, all that's going to... Um, towards debt, um, and then adding up last year, we paid off about uh, $18,000 worth of debt. So I'm thinking if I can bump that up to the 25000 this year, um, an extra $7,000, we can we can squeeze that out of expenses and uh, just some extra side jobs here and there. Uh, we'll be able to pick up that additional $7,000 to hit the $25,000 goal. Brilliant. Certainly, it sounds like the hustle's there in the in the debt-free hustle. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we, yeah. we don't have any, we don't have any choice now. We just we just got to get it done. Yeah, I think once you make that decision, once you start and you get focused, then that's it. You you kind of you've got that end goal in sight, and you and you go for it. You go for it hard. That's yep. good. Um, how about yourself, Robbie? Um, would you mind sharing your goals with us that you've set for the year? The goals that I set would be to increase my net worth by. 35% throughout 2015, hopefully, and achieve a savings rate of roughly 80%. Okay. As you can probably tell from that, we, we invited Ryan and Robbie on uh, to the podcast this week because um, as far as their savings rates concerned and, and their kind of position there, they're at, at different kind of ends of the spectrum of what they're doing, so it's good to get um, the opinions and, and some ideas from both of you guys. Um I think a lot of people will be listening to this and, and hear an 80% savings rate and think uh, that's that's unattainable. It's it's crazy. But Robbie, can you tell us a little bit more about how you're you're looking to achieve that goal and and how you um, what your focuses are in this year to be able to to achieve such an impressive savings rate and and I guess once you've got that savings rate, the net worth almost follows from there. To be able to achieve that savings rate, like luckily. We moved back to my hometown. It would be probably the September and bought a relatively cheaper place, 200000 and we were able to pay that off. Okay. So if I would have a mortgage now and working on minimizing expenses like on groceries, transportation, and housing, it's freed up a lot of, like there isn't a lot of expenses right now. So a lot of our money is being put towards investing. Yeah. That certainly helps. I, I, I'm impressed by your CEO. I guess there's different stages of the journey and I see that a lot of people once they they get to the stage of, of paying down their, their house or their accommodation on their mortgage they uh, I think lifestyle inflation people use the the idea of that rather than then looking and investing and looking to the future their expenses suddenly go through the roof they buy the uh, a brand new and amazing car every every year and all those kind of things so from your side, you're, you're, for the minute in the short term, you're concentrating on investing and, and putting that money away for the longer term. Yeah, that's true. With the end goal, within four years, hopefully having an investment portfolio that can generate roughly 
20,000 in dividend income. Okay. And that would be giving us the freedom if we wanted to quit our day jobs or not work as much at least and start a family or something or travel for six months. Because pretty much we're, opens up a world of possibilities. Yeah, that's, that's be a great position to be in. Um, um, Robbie, what do you think is your your biggest uh, obstacle, should we say, the the biggest hurdle that, that you might find in this year to achieve those goals? What are you worried about? The biggest obstacle this year would probably be there's a possibility that I will be changing careers, jobs. Right now I work remotely for half the year, so I'm away from home where I intend on coming back to find a job where I'm home every night. So with that, there would be a difference in salary. And I guess if that wasn't to happen for the net worth goal and that would probably be a downturn in the markets or something like that would be one of the main concerns for achieving the net worth increase of 35% throughout 2015. Yeah, I think that's that's a concern for, well, a lot of people. It's different. It's difficult because we're, we're trying to ju- juggle the goals of, of having those annual goals that we can set and then we can work towards. But obviously, there's factors outside of our control that, you know, most people have got a significant amount of their their net worth either invested in in the markets through their through their retirement accounts or or through other through other accounts and equally in in the property market. So if you if we happen to see in 2015 a, a tumble in either one of those and Certainly, the markets have been looking a little bit more volatile recently uh, because of the the crash in the oil price, and the, I think those kind of external factors are are something that we uh, we need to consider in in the challenge. And hopefully, hopefully, we will be able to do that. And that's the idea of of kind of having a community of people together rather than just us all uh, putting our results on our own websites. Is that we can see, um, you know, if we're if we're five percent or ten percent behind where we think we should be, um, we're going to add comments every every month on this kind of thing as well. And you know, you'd be able to hear it through the podcast or through these things. That if we're we're behind, then we're probably behind because a lot of people are behind because the market's gone down five percent in one month or is having a few months of of a downturn. So hopefully, you'll find that useful. And how about yourself, Ryan? Um, what are you worried about in the in the coming year? Well, I mean, uh, I think just the biggest obstacle for for us is just you know breaking the breaking the bad habits that we've um, been in, you know, over the past three years that we've been married, my wife and I, and the two years that we were dating before that. It's just you know the dependency on credit cards, living you know outside of our means, mm-hmm. um, those bad habits. Just we, we we have to we have to break those and um, I think if we can do that then 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 we can really hit our goals and uh, move forward with with paying off of our debt and increasing our net worth and our savings. Yeah, so. I think it, for people paying off debt, that that's often uh, something that happens. They they have a a little bump in the road, something hits, and they they fall back into into some old ways, which which kind of created the debt in the first place. So um, hopefully, yeah. again, the the community and having this accountability here can can help prevent that a little bit. Absolutely. There's another question I'd like to ask. I asked this question, uh, and it's something I've mentioned in the introductory posts uh, on on the Money Steffer website myself, um, about longer-term financial goals. So I I personally have a 
a dream, an image in my head, and I, I recommend to to everyone that they kind of have this in the very, very long term kind of idea and a, and, a, and a dream which they can link to finance. So, for mine personally, to 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 explain, I have a, a mental image in my head of of me sitting on my balcony overlooking the Mediterranean in the south of France on a paid for house, uh, eating good steak and drinking fine wine with with, with friends and. If I'm ever struggling or if I've ever got a financial decision where I start to feel guilty about, um, well, not guilty, but if, if I have a decision to make between making a spend that maybe I didn't need to make or um, I'm not working as hard as I should be on my investments, then clocking back into that, that mental image kind of makes it very easy for me to make that decision when I've got something in the long term that I'm that I'm aiming for. Um, do either of you have a similar kind of financial dream robbie is there anything you have i know you mentioned kind of a a monetary one with the twenty thousand dollars in in dividend income um is there anything else in the in the long-term future that you're kind of working towards which all these the kind of a reason why you're you're setting these annual goals in the shorter term i think one of the main ones would be for the one day when if i do have a family to be there daily with the kids other guy coach hockey and quite a few sports and i see the I guess how busy the parents are shuttling their kids around and they just go, 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 or the babysitters and whatnot, where I think it would be pretty sweet to be able to be home like seven days a week with your kids growing up. Definitely, yes. Um, I think we see on some of the other uh, personal finance blogs around, there's a couple of people who have have kind of discussing how they're doing that at the minute. I think Mr. RB40 or something like that. I don't know if you've come across his blog, but he he's essentially doing the same thing. He he's uh, he's been able to get into such a position that he spends every day at home with uh, with his children, which he obviously obviously loves doing. So yeah, it's a it's a very aspirational goal, and and I think you're right. You see it only all the time that the parents kind of struggle to find time because they have to work so many hours in the day to be able to you know pay off their debts and in, uh, in later in, later in life. So. If you can achieve that before you have children and start a family, then that's incredible. Absolutely. Uh, how about yourself, Ryan? So, I mean, really, I mean, my biggest financial goal is always um, I've, I've always wanted to own a real estate investing company. So, you know, after I pay down all my debt, start started nice savings, I'd all, I, I want to start accumulating rental properties and then, um, you know, jump into you know, larger multi-family, um, you know, eight plexes, you know, even small apartments. So that's always been my dream. That's always been uh, uh, one of my financial goals is to be able to buy, you know, um, build a, a rental property portfolio where, you know, I could rent them out and, uh, you know, live comfortably off of those, that net that net operating income every single month. So, yeah. Um, that that would that would be my ultimate uh, financial goal. I think that's certainly something you can combine uh, with the other two dreams of ours. So I think if you did that, and uh, managing a rental property portfolio, I'm sure it's hard work, but something you could do from home and, and sure. with your family in the future. And equally, I could probably do from sitting on this balcony in uh, <laughs> in France. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking back to the shorter term, then is there um, are there any other financial goals that you uh, or actually, non-financial goals that you're working towards this year, as well as as well as the ones you're you've set in the challenge, Robbie. Those are probably actually my only two financial goals for this year. 
be the savings rate and the net worth increase. Yeah, I think, I think that, that that's fine. Um, you know, those two goals are designed to be kind of overarching goals to incorporate everything else. And it's something which we thought about when we were designing the, the savings challenge is that if you can get your savings rates that, to that percentage in the net worth, that's essentially what every financial goal is, is working towards in the end. Um, I don't know if you've, if you've found that in the past when you try and set yourself smaller goals and we discussed on last week's podcast about the, the other savings challenge where it's very popular at the minute. I don't know if you two have seen it, but where you put $1 into savings in in week one and $2 in week two, but whatever little savings challenge or goal you have in the short term, the eventual goal is usually to increase your net worth. So I think that these two certainly should set you in good stead for the future. Um, Ryan, yourself? Oh, sorry. Sorry, Robbie. I guess like other financial goals would be that my index portfolio to work on, continually having that balance, maybe balance a little bit more appropriately between like Canadian, US, international and emerging equities. Okay, is that something you've you've done in the past, or is it something you're you're looking to do? Kind of, are you finding that you've got a slightly under diversified portfolio internationally? I would probably within the last year, I'd say it's been a lot more consistent. Their improvement, anyways, on the, the diversification. Mm-hmm. When I I don't know if you've heard of, I believe it's by Money Sense, the guide to the perfect portfolio. Have you oh, read yeah, that? Perfect, yeah, I um. I'm not sure I've read this article, but I've read about the, the perfect portfolio before, yeah. Yeah, I guess once I came across that, I realized that I was pretty overweighted in Canadian equities, and I've been actively working to increase my diver- diversification. Yeah, I think that's a problem a lot of people have. I, I had the same uh, in the UK. I, I guess when you're first getting into investing, you you kind of invest in the things you know about and, and the local markets, and you don't think so much about what's going on in overseas and, and other places in the developed and, and developing world. So that's interesting. Um, Ryan, um, do you have any other short-term, any um, financial or non-financial goals you're working towards this year? No, I mean, those are just, you know, I I, I just got to take those small steps towards, you know, paying off debt. So those are just my goals. You know, other than financial goals, I just, you know, I, I always try to, you know, maybe get in a little bit better shape, things like that, eat a little better, mm. things like that. But um, other than financial goals, that's I, I just got to get it, get started, and you know, take those baby steps towards uh, paying off some debt and, and and increasing my savings. Excellent. Okay. Um, well, enough about you both. <laughs> um, but we're going to move on to a couple of other questions now, which. Which maybe can help other members of the of the community. Um, so experiences you've had recently, which might help people. And eventually, I'll ask you a question about which we'll we'll go on to into future episodes and comments. Hopefully, can can lead some discussion around uh, a question you might have for the community. But first of all, I'd like to ask you both. Uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. What's the best What's the best piece of financial advice you've you've heard, you've seen? Uh, you've listened to on a podcast or you've read in a newspaper, but the best piece of advice you've heard in say the last three to six months? You know, I, I would say, you know, this time of the year, you always hear, you, you, you see all the, you know, the, the magazine articles, the TV shows, the blog posts about, 
you know, goals for the upcoming year and um, kind of a trend that I see in is just, you know, just take some steps, just do something, just, just get going, you know, and just and do something towards your goal. Mm. Um, people set goals all the time. People, you know, say I'm going to do this and that, but then they never take any action on it. So, um, really my best piece of advice would be just, you know, just go do something, even if it's, um, you know, saving $2,000 or paying off one credit card, just go do something. And, um, if that means going to pick up a side job or, you know, uh, mowing, you know, 10 lawns around your neighborhood to, to pick up an extra few hundred bucks and just go, just go do something and just get it done. Um, that, that would just really be my piece of advice. No, that's great advice. Nothing gets, you're not going to achieve any financial goals. You're not going to be able to pay down your debt and Robbie's not going to be able to create a position of financial freedom if we just sit on the sofa all day, are we? So right. very good advice. Get something done. Exactly. <laughs> How about you, Robbie? You got anything um, that you've heard recently, which, which you're a fan of? I guess the biggest change for myself would have been when I stumbled across the Liz by Mr. Money Mustache, the shockingly simple math to early retirement, where he shows like the difference in your saving rate, how quickly you could potentially retire. I know that really changed it for myself. Like I was put away in money, but I was always looking at the financial calculators of maybe forty or fifty how much you could potentially have. Mm. Instead of changing your thinking and saving quite a bit for Five to ten years, you could possibly reach financial independence very quickly, like seven to fifteen years. And I don't know. I would advise anyone interested in financial independence to check that out. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think having those those short term something you can see in the short term and being able to be able to achieve that. I suppose fifteen years. You can't might not say short term, but uh, compared to what a lot of people think when they're uh, when, when they're your age and they think they'll be working until 65 and 70 and, and after that we'll have uh, just enough to get by in retirement if if you can see that that when you put your own figures in and uh, you can see that other people are actually doing it then that is a great inspiration um, he's certainly an inspiration to a lot of people I think Mr. Money and Mustache in, in the finance world Ryan do you, do you do you read his website as well? I do. I, I mean, um, I've come across it a few times. I see his articles. So um, I, I scan a bunch of blogs. I, I read a bunch of articles. So I have seen a few of his. I don't know. I'm not familiar with what Robbie was talking about, but I'm going to have to go, go over to his website and check it out and see see what I can find yeah, out. Yeah, he's about to get a search coming on for, a, <laughs> for that calculator. Um, and are there any other... Any other resources, Ryan, that you would recommend people check out as as well as that? Any other sites when you're when you're scanning through these articles that you kind of tend tend to go back to every time because because of their quality? Um, no, I mean I, I don't read many I, I don't read many books. I, I read more uh, newspaper articles. I scan Google News um, for personal finance articles. Read a bunch of blogs. I don't really read a lot of books. I don't read. Um, I don't have any apps really that I use on my phone for personal finance, so it's really just blogs, uh, things like that. I, uh, you know, have a bunch of them bookmarked that I just scan over um, on a, you know, on a weekly basis. So, um, is there any there that stand out? Any, any that you'd recommend? Um, budgets are budgets are sexy is a good one. Uh, Rockstar Finance is a good one where it's kind of an aggregator. 
where, where you kind of list a bunch of good uh, personal finance articles from around uh, the internet. So um, that's a good one. That's very interesting. That's Rockstar Finance, that one? Rock, rockstarfinance.com. Okay. That's quite um, the, same, the same guy runs Budgets Are Sexy as well. It's kind of a kind of a quirky, kind of funny, you know, uh, writing style. So um, ptmoney.com is another one that, I've, that I read. Um, in fact, uh, the, the one big resource that I'd like to attend uh, in 2015 is the FinCon uh, conference. It's the financial financial blogger. It's like a financial blogger conference. Um, I'd like to try to attend that wherever that is, maybe in, in 2015. So add that to my resource list. But um, other yeah. than that, a bunch of blogs. I, I mean, just really a bunch of blogs that I read. Okay, great. Uh, I think, yeah, FinCon's a, uh, it's kind of a new phenomenon, isn't it, in the personal finance mm-hmm. for the last few years. Was it PT who set that P- up from PT Money? Yeah, PT Money, he's uh, he's the owner of it. He's the, uh, he set, I haven't seen any posts or anything yet about wh- where it's going to be in 2015, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where that's going to be located. I think it was in New Orleans last year, New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken, but. Okay, well, if nothing else, it's a good excuse to go to New Orleans, isn't it? Rather yeah, than... <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> How about yourself, Robbie? Is there any uh, any resources? You, said, you mentioned Mr. Money Mustache there, but any other uh, sites or apps or books or anything you'd recommend to people in the community to read? Well, the one I find helpful is the uh, Canadian Budget Binder. He has the Grocery Game Challenge. So okay. Tips there to reduce money spent on groceries. I like that one. And how does he... How does he explain that is it every week he posts what he spends and how he is saving money on that or how does that work this type of it's like a community of people and i guess any fines or deals kind of they come across for ways they save money and like whether it's couponing or certain coupons for sales on certain stores it's kind of just posted as a community and you can find out about them that way to take advantage of them that's pretty cool yeah and I guess the only app on my phone would probably be Bloomberg. Check that out every now and then, I guess, just to stay in touch with the funds that I'm invested in. Yeah. Try to keep up with the data on. Yeah, I think, um, I guess with the news sites, it, it's, uh, it's a risky game. You don't want to read them too often and find yourself making kind of shorter-term financial decisions, but at the same time, it's it's certainly a good idea to keep keep abreast of of all the all the changes in the in the financial world, so yeah, it's good to keep keep up with Bloomberg or with we see um, NBC or whichever other uh, money money sites are out there. So great. Um, okay, and as I mentioned earlier, lastly, uh, before we go, I'd, I'd like to ask you both to ask a question uh, to the community. So the idea of this, and this will be a regular uh, a regular feature, is to get. Uh, a bit of conversation going in the community and hopefully for the people who come onto the podcast or the people who uh, we interview on the on on Money Stepper um, or generally the discussions we have on Twitter and Facebook is if we can kind of help people who come onto the podcast with one thing they're struggling with or a question they, they've got about what other people are doing in the challenge. And I think that'll really be a help. Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. Have you, got, have you got a question or anything you might want to ask? Absolutely. So um, my main question would be, you know, what kind of advice, what kind of tips um, does um, 
the money savings challenge have, you know, the community have on breaking those bad uh, spending habits, those bad money habits. Um, so what, what kind of advice, what kind of tips um, you can provide on, you know, breaking those, those bad habits that um, are set in for so many years um, that you need a break in order to uh, move towards financial independence? Brilliant. That's a really good question because I see a lot of people, they you see a lot of ad advice and tips uh, around saving money, how to do these kind of things, but you never, I've never really seen that in the past where, where people explain their experiences on how to break a bad habit, you know, how hard it is to give up smoking or, or give up anything else that you might need to, but I've never seen, and obviously there's a lot of advice about, about that, but I've never really seen any advice on how to break those bad habits of, uh, of financial spending, so... That's a really good question. Okay, that's good. Well, I'll note that down and you'll find the, the show notes to this episode uh, at moneystepper.com forward slash Captain Young um, based on Mr. Captain Cash and Ryan Young from the Debt Free Hustle. Um, and on there, I'll add these two questions and, and hopefully if we follow the comments in there, we'll get some good answers to those two questions. Uh, Robbie, what, what, what question have you got to ask? I guess mine would be for the money saving community. Any ways that they're able to save on housing costs, or whether that's heating costs or insurance costs, and same with transportation and grocery costs. Just any tips or advice they have to minimize expenses related to those. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'm sure people have their own experiences on on what they've done recently. Everyone's changing products to try and make things cheaper or trying to save some some money elsewhere. So we'll jot that question down as well. That's great. That's it. I think that's all the questions I've got for you today. And um, again, thanks to you both. Thanks so much for for taking the time out to uh, to speak to us. And hopefully, um, the audience of this podcast will have enjoyed and will be able to take some things away from what you've said. And equally, again, thanks thanks so much for for being part of the community and for uh, for submitting your goals and and being part of this bigger team that are trying to walk to work towards their goals. So. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thanks, Graham. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. See you, guys. Bye. Cool. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat, guys. Um, it's great to have Robbie and Ryan to talk to today. And I know I certainly got some ideas from what they've said and some of their resources they've shared. If you want to read anything or have any access to the resources that we discussed with Robbie and Ryan, just head over to the show notes. Um, that's moneystepper.com forward slash Captain Young, all one word. And there you'll find links to everything we've spoken about. And also I'll, I'll add the two questions there. I'll repeat the two questions which the guys have asked the community. Um, it'd be great if you could head on over and leave a comment with, with your responses. Um, ways to break those those bad spending habits and, and how to kind of get into good habits as far as spending and savings is concerned. And Robbie's question on uh, ways to cut back on household expenditure and some, some saving tips around the house. That would also be great. Finally, if uh, you want to come and talk to us as well, if you liked what Robbie and Ryan were doing there and you think you can have a go as well, then it would be awesome to have you 
as a, as a guest on the podcast. If you want to do that, just get in touch again through the comments on there or through any of the other channels of conversation that the community have got going on the Facebook group. You can tweet me, um, send me an email. My email's on the site as well. Um, and we'll start booking some guests for the weeks coming up. This is coming out on the 15th of January, so we're exactly halfway through in the first month so far. I have nothing huge to report so far as uh, as far as the ups and downs. Um, certainly the volatility in the markets keeps keeps us on our toes there in the first month of the year, but we have to remember that's all, always a long-term decision when you're investing in, in the stock market, so try and worry about that as little as possible. Other than that, I'm looking forward to the end of January and putting my figures in and finding out how, exactly how I'm doing uh, to date and see how all of you are getting on. Also next week, I'll be posting the annual goals of everybody on the site, as I promised I would, and start to group people together into into similar similar groups, similar buckets, so we can start uh, discussing our progress and our goals with each other on the site. So if you've got anything else, any other ideas, anything you want to say, let us know, anything you think we can improve in the challenge or in the podcast, uh, I'd love to hear from you. As ever, um, any any reviews, any five-star reviews on iTunes or on Stitcher would be very welcome indeed to help us spread the word for the challenge. And other than that, keep on climbing. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.